Today's episode is brought to you by Dancini Arrow. Dancini Arrow has quickly become one of the premier names in Central Alaska for customizing aircraft. Their unique approach happens because the CEO and primary designer is both an aero mechanic and pilot, as well as an avid outdoor enthusiast. He knows what you're looking for because it's exactly what he's looking for. This unique skill set allows for testing out ideas that really work and make a difference in performance that you can feel and utilize. As Mr. Daniel says, looking good is important, but the performance has to be there. He's known especially for tricking out Piper Super Cubs. Dancini Aero is the modern version of MTV's Pimp My Ride, only focused on the aeronautical specialist. Do you want a Super Cub? Great. Would you like a better Super Cub? He can make it happen. Like Ferris Bueller says, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. This is a great time for my family. My oldest is now a freshman in high school, so that means he's starting real-time Texas football for the first time. While I was sitting through the coaches meeting a couple days ago, a few of the parents came up and said, hey, Chad, can you do one of those articles that you have done similar to like what you've done for soccer and basketball, just kind of better explaining the game of football? And yeah, of course, I love doing this kind of stuff. So, you know, I think it's a it's something that has to be done. It's a very difficult sport to explain where soccer and basketball kind of has a primary objective and you can sit through a couple games and watch it. There's a lot of parents and uh, girlfriends of players that have sat through four years of football and still don't know what the heck's going on. So I think it's important that something like this is out there. I want you to share it. It just makes for a much more faster learning experience. You know, if the whole entire website of Be Awesome 365 is about minimum effective dose, well, we can make anything simple if it's got a little bit of explanation. Now, football got deep. I mean, this was going to be a simple article for me, and about 20 hours into writing it and three articles later, I think I came up with a fantastic product. But it's not super easy. You just have to sit through it and get it. But I think if you can just listen to this even one time, you're going to have a great idea for what's going on. Because nothing is more troublesome and hilarious and also sad at the same time than a fan standing up and screaming the wrong thing at the wrong time. Go get him, Billy! And your team just fumbled. Like, come on. And the other problem I see is like the dad strategizing, you know, they just need to get my kid the ball more often. I know what it was like when I played. Like, let's let's get updated with what's going on. So that's the idea. It's built to be a cheat sheet. I want you to be a fan of the game. I want you to be able to see the beauty of football and what your kid is working on and how they're improving because not every single football player on the team sees the ball. They all have a specific duty to do on each single play. The coaches then later analyze the game with hours of review and they grade your kid and your player on every and each play. There are no plays off. So even though your kid doesn't have the ball, they have an important job to do. When I talk with my foreign friends and they're trying to learn like American football, I typically always explain it like the military. There's guys that are in submarines. There's guys that are on the ground with guns. There's the Air Force. They all have different things to do. And a lot of times they don't even know what the other one's doing. They're working as a, as a team to get it going through there. So that's what I want you to have that idea as you get into it. Football is so cool because it really fits anybody. It's built for the brains. There's a huge strategy that goes on. So you have to have some of those guys that are always thinking two or three plays ahead, or if this guy does this, what'll I do? Then you've got the guys that are just straight meatheads. And I say that lovingly because there's some dudes in football that are just big, fast, and strong, and this game is built for them. They don't even take that as an offense. That's a badge of honor. 
There's linemen who will go their entire career well into the NFL having never touched an actual football. Their job is just to create more space and create lanes for these guys to go. Like, like I said, think of it as a team effort. More than anything and more than any other sport, this is a true team sport where team is always emphasized over the individual. So in today's episode, we're going to get into the basic understandings. And then in the second episode, we're going to dive into positions and how each position kind of fits into football. Cause you got to know, you got to know what position your athletes playing and what it's all about and kind of the strategy behind these positions. And then the third episode I'm going to put together is how to talk the game like a pro. That's a fun article that will really help you get a little bit deeper into it. So before we even get started on the basics, the one thing I really want you to understand is it's okay to not see every single thing that is happening in the game. It's like chess in the fact that there's a lot of strategy going on, but unlike chess in that it would be as if every piece was moving at the exact same time. It's just a really, really cool deal that as you get into it, you're going to see it. I love it. I played it. This was my college sport, so of course I love it. To me, it's sports at its finest. There is a nuance in this sport that where momentum, excitement, athleticism, and even a huge impact with just how luck happens. You can have the team with better athletes, with better skills. They can be making a run, and all of a sudden, they fumble the ball. Luck has a huge part to play this sport. I just think it makes it great. So prepare to get caught up in the emotion and the dramatics and the beauty of all of it. Let's dive right in with the basics. The team that has the ball is the offense. That's the team that's trying to score. The team trying to stop them from doing that is called the defense. And like most sports, there are two ways to win. Score more points or stop the other team from scoring. And both are equally important. There is one real notable caveat with football compared to almost every other sport I can think of. Most players only play one side. It's very rare to have a kid play both ways or what's called played both ways, which is offense and defense. Although it happens in high school quite a bit, this happens much less frequently as you rank up. So in college, you hardly ever see someone doing both sides of the ball. In the pros, you might only see that once in a generation. It just never happens. So the fact that your kid doesn't play often and may never his entire football career score a touchdown, that's not something you should be too worried about. Because playing defense, being a lineman, and setting the perfect block, those are badges of honor. That is team before individual. Now, true, some positions tend to get more highlights and their names announced over the speaker system more often, just like a pitcher does in baseball. However, the big guys that play down the line who may go their entire career and well into the NFL never scoring a single point, they're just as crucial to a team's success, maybe more so. So more than any other sport in history, football is truly about teamwork. It's a sport of positions and working as one and why anyone deep into their love of football will tell you it has some very real world, real life implications. Okay, we're going to move on to scoring. The offensive team is looking to score a touchdown. That's worth six points. When they score a touchdown, they then have an opportunity to score an extra point by kicking a kickoff where it's a set play called a PAT or point after touchdown. They can kick the ball through the uprights and they're awarded one more point. So the usual and standard football score would be seven. So it's really common to see football scores of 21 to 14 and other multiples of seven. 21 to 14 being one team scored three touchdowns and one team scored twice. Now, Much like everything in football, 
most of the stuff is very appropriately named. So as you dive into it, things just start to make sense. I love that about football where sometimes it's a little bit tougher. I mean, everyone knows what traveling and basketball is, but it doesn't necessarily make sense the initial time you start talking to it. So let's dive a little bit more. After you score a play, instead of kicking any extra point for one more, if the coach feels they need to, they can elect to go for two. And that is a team that has one play and only one chance to get in the end zone for a two-point conversion. So instead of one at the end of their touchdown, they would have two. So a successful attempt would total a score of 10. Now that might seem a little confusing at first, but just think of it like a three-pointer in basketball or free throws. It's just a risk versus reward scoring option. The kicker, aside from the extra point, can also be used if a touchdown is not scored. Kicking from distances ranging way out for a three-point field goal. These are game changers and super important for the game of football. There's a significant risk because if you miss a field goal, the other team gets the ball where you kicked it from. So a far out field goal is an amazing because if they make it, great, their team gets three, it's a reset. If they miss it, the other team gets the ball with great field position. A good kicker changes the game. And I think it's of note for you guys kind of new to the game, it's just the way football works out the game's final play is often going to come down to the very last second where a three-point field goal will make the difference between a win and a loss. It's a pressure situation that's just incredible to watch. Now there's one final scoring opportunity that is very rare but very cool to witness and that's called a safety. It'll probably only happen once in a season for your team. It's so rare but I want you to be the first to yell, safety! If the defense tackles the offensive team in their own end zone, think of a team has to go 100 yards to score, they're back as far as they can get, and the defense gets them in the end zone, they are then awarded a two-point safety, and the team that just got crushed, now they have to kick it off. So it's almost like a double whammy. It's a tremendous swing for one team and a huge momentum, game-changing play. The safety is one of the biggest games in football and it's typically done by a team and a player that doesn't have a fancy position where they're not always a star of attention. Now, of course, I'm a former defensive player, so I'm a little biased. But in my opinion, this is the biggest play in the game. So now you've got the scoring down. Six-point touchdown that's either has a one-point extra point or a two-point attempt at the end. There's a three-point field goal and a two-point safety. So now what I'd say is go do the math. I mean, my wife and I use this technique with our kids growing up. Hey, Braylon, how would a team score 27 points? Give me a reason why it would be a 15 to 21 point game. That kind of stuff. Figure out how to score the game and enjoy it. Let's continue on to play and how the game is played. Well, here's how it works. The offense is allotted four plays to make it 10 yards. They can either run the ball, pass it, or use other forms of possession to give their team the opportunities and options. Each time they make it 10 yards, they're awarded a new first down and they have a new set of four plays to use again. Of course, they can and want more than 10 yards. They want a touchdown, but many strategies are involved in setting up big plays or huge gains. A coach will often call a simple run play in the middle to kind of suck in the defensive players or lull them into being a step behind or peeking their own way so they can exploit the defense later in the game. Again, think of chess and strategies. Think of setups. Also, grinding running plays keep the clock running. It's a great way to speed up the game when your team is ahead because a team that controls the ball longer generally has a better chance of winning the game. Now, on first down, if you make it 15 yards, 
it just starts over as another first down. If it's second and five and you get long enough to make a first down, again, it just starts over on first down. It always starts over at first and 10. Now the defense then has a primary job of stopping the offense quickly to ensure their team gets it back. A great defense should actually play less. As a defender, when I played, my best games may have only had me in action for 40 plays. That means as a defensive team, we're doing a great job. And that's important to note, especially if you feel like your kid isn't getting enough action. Maybe he's just having an awesome game. The defense attempts to stop the offense and not give up the 10 yards. And if they stop them on the fourth down attempt, they win. Their team gets the ball back on what's, again, easy to remember because it's football, a turnover by downs. Now, more often, the offensive team isn't going to go for it on fourth down because if they have a long way to go, it's giving the other team the ball in great position. So they will elect to punt the ball. A punter is a selective position that comes out, and he's the one that can bang the ball in the air. He typically can set it half the way down the field. A punter is very, very important because it sets up better field position to allow the that team's defense to have a better attempt. It's giving them less chances and less yardage to have to go. So more often, the offensive team will punt the ball. If the offense elects to it to go for it on fourth down, this sets up one of the most exciting plays in the game because the stakes are incredibly high. And this is like 10 times more exciting if it's fourth and goal, where the result is either a touchdown or a change in possession on that one play. Now on defense, the defense is always trying to stop the offense. So they can do it and get the turnover on downs for the four plays, but there's a couple other ways they can do it. If they catch a ball, if they catch a pass and they steal it away from the offense, it's called an interception. And that's a tremendous play because now their team's on offense. It's a turnover. If the offense fumbles the ball and it's rolling around on the ground and loses it on space and the defense jumps on it, they also can steal it. These are called turnovers. It's the same term as like a basketball steal. The other team gets a ball. Now, this being said, here's where I see people new to the game really have a hard time understanding it. If the offense tries to pass the ball and their player, it hits them, but they don't catch it and it falls to the ground, that's harmless. It's called an incomplete. Nothing happens. The defense can't jump on it. It's not a fumble. But I often see players and fans new to the game start screaming and they jump up like, fumble, jump on it, jump on it. And everyone's kind of looking around like, what are you talking about? It's a dead play. They have to be in possession and catch it and start running with it. Then if they fumbled it, it's a live ball. The defense can jump on it. If the defense catches the pass, it's an interception. But if they just drop it, it's just an incomplete. You start over another play and there's no advancement. So if it's, let's say it's second and 10 and and the offense goes for a pass and it is dropped, it's an incomplete. It just becomes third and 10. You'll see a considerable amount of nuances like this, both with offense and defense. So ask questions, start to anticipate strategy, and watch critical matchups and begin to see where a team has an advantage. Do they have one player that is significantly better than the player that's guarding him? Think of things like strategy, like if it's third and 10, it's very unlikely a team is going to run a ball. They have a much better chance of getting a first down on a pass because there's more yardages on passes. So look for strategies like that because you wanna see them because that's what the coaches and players are gonna anticipate. That's a great intro into offense and defense and scoring, but you also have to be aware of what are called special plays or special teams. These are set plays that happen for 
pretty much an additional third of the game. Maybe not quite as frequently as offensive defensive plays, but a much more significant margin for scoring opportunities and field position each time a special play happens. These are vital plays that will either make or break a team, where athleticism and teamwork shine and mistakes are often magnified tenfold. Think of like the opening kickoff and return, the punts and return, during field goals and extra points. These are special teams and special plays and are key plays in a game. Special teams are also really unique in that coaches often play some kids that might not see the field during the regular offense and defense. It's where the upcoming players get a chance to get their feet wet and shine by earning responsibility and playing time. Almost every football player through history started their football life on special teams before earning their way onto the regular spot for game-to-game plays. They're always nearly electric, so get ready. It's super fun. Now, that seems like a lot. You're doing great at understanding the points, offense and defense, you now know special teams, and some reasons for the excitement when the crowd sees a play happening in real time. A long high ball, it has a huge chance of a touchdown in big yards, but also a possibility of an interception. Football is about risk versus reward, athlete versus positioning. It's about technique, it's about coaching. So feel free to stop there and just kind of take it in. It will make more sense as you see it happen on the field. But now, if you want to dive into positions and how incredible this game gets, continue on to episode number two, where we talk about positions and some of the nuances with each of these. Much like baseball, your kid and your athlete is going to play one or two positions. They're going to get very good at specific tasks. Some positions are better suited for bigger, stronger guys, and then there's positions best suited for top speed athletes. The coaches spend excessive time with your kids. They have a great idea of what position your kid could do the best at, but also what position he would best help the team. When I explain football to my foreign friends, like I said, I talk about this like the military. There's ground forces, air force, artillery, missiles, tanks, close quarter battles, their strategy. Positions in football are like this. No one can do it all. It's all about specialists.